Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hey, chickens. We're still in the pirate planet uh, with Peter's text along. Um, <laughs> he's banished all the mentia twinks from the peel. Um, and now he's laughing hysterically. <laughs> mentia getting shot was way funnier than I thought it would be. <laughs> He really hates the twinks. Um, Romana with a gun showing everyone how it's done. One shot killer. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, with all those guards that can't shoot straight to save themselves. I guess they, you know, maybe they don't get much training. They just get given a gun. It's like, you can shoot that. It's like, I don't even know where the button is. Um, the nurse is great. That's a villain. Uh, oh, so there was a power cable just there? Phew. That was almost exciting. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like, almost like, you know, they were going to do another whole episode of weird Power Cable MacGuffin business and it's like, oh no, we've got to wrap it up, it's only four episodes. Um, how can the guards miss even when they're shooting down a straight corridor? Those helmets must really block their vision. Yeah, honestly, I, don't th- I think it's been a, a paucity of training there at the uh, pirate guard camp. <laughs> um Pralix has gone up in my estimations. Even he can't bear the idiot, Kemus. <laughs> oh, I hate this floating head CSO spanner malarkey. <laughs> it was very strange, like the giant faces looking at the spanners. Like it was a weird thing. Um, one hit with a spanner and it all goes up in flames. I'm, I know I work in compliance, but a few safety protocols and the Queen would have been fine. <laughs> oh, no, now Peter's... <laughs> Just offering his expertise uh, as a compliance officer to um, <laughs> the pirate queen, Queen Zanxia. Um, the captain's coke nail is a bit of a weird choice. <laughs> oh, Peter. <laughs> Where's the tracer? Oh, no. What will they do? Oh, it was in the doctor's pocket. Hilarious. <laughs> It's like the cable. It's like, oh, well, can we manufacture some drama? No, we won't bother. Um, good use of the word hag and a great comeback by the Queen. <laughs> Sending Camus away again. I'm definitely spotting a theme. Stop whining, Camus. Ugh, I hate him. 
I think the doctor is overestimating the chances of this lot surviving once he's gone. I give them a fortnight. <laughs> oh, oh, Kim is alone will have managed to eat his own head or something within the hour. How has he lived this long? <laughs> oh, and it's over. That was abrupt. <laughs> well, what to say? It wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't good. <laughs> uh, Peter says there are some fantastic actors given a lot of nonsense and running around with a rubbish pirate theme for no reason beyond the title. Um, they did the best of a bad lot. Good points. Mary Tam was a delight and the first Romana is a great companion. Muller's hair, but not Muller. <laughs> The Queen was a hoot. She was a great baddie in episode four. There was some fun dialogue, but it got a bit much with the gags and puns. You need something more than just Tom being the wacky doctor. Bad points. Very little story. Stock characters and a pirate theme for no real reason beyond the inverted commas comedy. The techno Babylon exposition was out of control and basically substituted for a story. Um, would I recommend it? Probably not. There's genuinely funny stories out there and better chances to see Mary and Tom at their best. Stones of blood, anyone? Uh, I couldn't even muster enough joy out of hating Kemet's. He was such a waste of skin and hair. I couldn't even get my dander up. But I'll finish saying I always love watching Doctor Who, even the clunky ones, so I'm happy really. There's so much Who to choose from, and I'm sure every story is a favourite to someone. That one person may need help if it's the Pirate Planet, but good for them. (laughs) Peter. Um, Yeah, looking back at it now, I kind of, yeah, I agree with a lot of that stuff. Like, it's it's very, you know, thin. Like, it's a bit sort of light on. Um, but, yeah, I I mean, it's Douglas Adams. It's, you know, plotting was never his big thing. Um, it's just sort of, you know, a series of odd events that kind of are there for more kind of gaggy fun to be had, which is what I found reading those Terry Pratchett's recently is that, you know, the story kind of rocks along. And yes, there's very absurd things happening and there's a lot of jokes, but the 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 basic plots themselves are quite robust, like and you kind of want to know what's gonna happen next. Whereas with Douglas Adams, it's like you go, Yeah, I don't really care about where they're going or what's happening. Um, you know, they're they're just going to a series of funny situations. It's like uh they're, you know, taking a tour through a bunch of different sitcoms. Reminds me a bit of um have you ever seen the video Too Many Cooks? Um it's so strange. It was like an adult swim thing. It was on one night, like apparently four o'clock in the morning and then was on YouTube for a while and then disappeared. Um but it started out kind of like a parody of like a 80s, late 80s, early 90s sitcom called Too Many Cooks with this kind of jaunty song and um, people, you know, different actors who weren't real playing characters. And then it just sort of descended into deranged weirdness. It just got stranger and stranger and stranger as it went along. It was truly disquieting and delightful um and it went for ages like for something that was meant to be just like an interstitial thing <laughs> like it went for like four or five minutes or something maybe eight minutes i don't know it went for like it it seemed like just an intro to something and then it just became more and more just weird um but yeah that's kind of how i feel about 
Douglas Adams because it's just like, what other weird stuff can we throw at it? Now we're going to have a flashback to even weirder stuff. Like, I remember enjoying the TV show when it was on. Um, and I guess because it looked like everything else that I was watching at the time, which was Doctor Who and the goodies and Blake Seven, um, you know, studio and then weird <laughs> filmed bits. You know, I've been listening to this Agatha Christie podcast and they are completely bamboozled by the, uh, the like they've been watching old um, Agatha Christie's with, I think with John Gilgood and uh, Francesca Annis. Um and so they're completely confused by the move from studio to film, which was just something we accepted because uh, that's how they did everything in the olden days. Um, you know, when you went outside, you didn't have a video camera. It was shot on film and it was completely different. Like it just looks really strange how suddenly you're outside and it's a completely different thing. Like it happened a lot in sitcoms, I guess, um, in America, but it didn't really happen in drama, like dramas, I guess, American dramas were all shot on film, which apparently comes from... So when the BBC started making television, they essentially just started pointing cameras at plays. So they were, like multi-camera was their default setting. Like let's get a bunch of cameras, um, video cameras, and, you know, it was live. Like they would broadcast them live. And they did that to an extent in America, but because of the craziness of Hollywood and, the, you know, constantly pumping out films, TV became the place where films went like you know they would just start broadcasting old films um to fill up time and so tv in america started to be made like films because it was like well that's what's on the tv so we'll make all of our tv like films so that's why you know you can put 60 star trek on blu-ray because it's you know it's been shot on film so you're just rescanning something that's you know, amazing quality to begin with, um, although not designed to be seen in all of its HD glory because you can see every <laughs> every stroke of paint on the Enterprise Bridge on your giant television now um, if you watch the old ones on Netflix. <laughs> like they've done some updated special effects, but you can't fix Spock's makeup. <laughs> like it's just, he looks like he's they painted him kind of like a weird green colour. Um, but, yeah, so th that's kind of – and I guess we inherited uh, kind of British stuff here. So, yeah, British stuff was always – their TV came from plays. It came from live theatre. So that's why, you know, old Doctor Who feels like – a live theatre production because they essentially just went, okay, we're going to do this and the, then you just try and catch it with the cameras. Whereas the American system was, we're pointing a camera at that, now do that, and then we're going to point a camera at this, so now do that because it's a filmic system. So, um, yeah, I mean, all television now is made that way. Uh, very little is is made with multi-cameras unless you're doing like a light entertainment show like we make it hard quiz like that's multi-camera but yeah anyway that's the history of television here on the theory podcast <laughs> all right the next episode something surprising i just got a new box set from the uk so it might be something from that with colin baker Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.